This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 248 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, Nicole, we've got to talk about it. The mass exodus of real estate. That's what we've got for racket number one. We've got some lead conversion myths for racket number two, and then we can't get away in left, middle, right from this FTX topic. So we've got all that coming up here. Uh, let's start with the BAM article, the mass exodus of the real estate industry has begun. So layoffs of real estate professionals are already happening from the industry's largest companies. Agents are also leaving in greater numbers and NARS historical data shows this is not a new trend. So we're actually going to talk about in past markets where the market was down, how many agents actually left. So let's start with the Chris Smith tweet. In the real estate industry, and you can show this tweet, Bobby, 33 companies have laid off at least 50 people. 24 companies have laid off at least 100 people. Mm -hmm. 13 companies have laid off at least 250 people. And then four companies have laid off at least 1,000 people. Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. This obviously is a combination of prop tech companies, Redfin, Zillow, but then also traditional brokerages like Compass. Uh, open doors, obviously, in the mix. So, so there's a whole bunch of these companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's start with the layoffs. Then we'll go to there's some Patrick Bet David uh, takes in here, and then and then we'll get into those NAR stats. Okay. So in terms of the layoffs, I, I've been kind of out in front saying this a lot, Nicole. We've talked about it a bunch. Where you need to cut the fat and start investing in income producing. Roles activities, within yeah. your yeah activities roles within yep. your organization. Even if you're like a solo agent, like how can I cut the fat? No, no matter what perspective you're coming from in this business, how can I really put the dollars that I'm going to invest to work for me? And that might be like you know the comp plans that you're currently working on. What got you here the last two years isn't necessarily going to get you where you need to go in 2023. It might be doing what some of these companies are doing, which is just Layoff. Letting people go. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Well, I that, mean, you see it with Meta too. How many did Meta lay off? 11,000 11, or? 11,000 11, in a day. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> so, so these companies aren't waiting for, I mean, let's be clear. 2023 is the recession year. Now that midterms are over, the media is going to be allowed to talk about the recession, which has really been here for the last you know, six to nine months, depending on how you want to look at it. If you want to look at it traditionally, okay, we already hit recession. If you want to look at it with this new scope, then okay, 2023 is going to be the recession year. Either way, these companies are reacting to the market shifts as if we are in a recession, not waiting for it to happen in 2023. By the way, agents uh, made way more in commissions this year than I think you might realize. I think TF put up this stat where it's like more commission dollars than even 2021, which which might be, or no, I'm sorry, more than 2019, which that shouldn't be surprising. But th the market, as much as it's shifted, has still been really good when you look at Q1 really and, and Q2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so um, I think not getting blinded by that, if your bank account's looking good right now, don't get blind to the fact that you need to make changes uh, so that you're not stuck in 2023. Okay, so so those are layoffs. Now, uh, Patrick Bed David, valuetainment. I don't know if you if you're listening, 
or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up if you know PBD, if you like his content and you like his pods. He's been really uh, vocal about real estate being a bad bet right now. He's like, I mean, he's saying, Nicole, don't buy a house. And if you do make an offer on a house, make an offer as if it's 2023. And the number he uses is if it's a million dollar house, make an offer at $780,000 right now. He's saying real estate is going to fall off this cliff. Hmm. I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. But, but what he talked about here in the spam article is uh, the refi business being down 90%. That obviously, obviously. impacts the, the entire industry. We know that. Yeah. He also referenced this Yahoo Finance article that quotes an employee at the Greatest Las Vegas Association of Realtors. They were averaging about 300 new members every single month. Yep. This month, though, she estimated 120. So down from 300 new members to 120 makes sense. You need to have a runway. You need to have a ramp when you're getting into real estate. Mm -hmm. And less people have a ramp right now than they did in 2020, 2021, when they were getting all that stimulus money. Yeah. 2022, 2023, you don't have the runway to get into the business. It's more important to get into the right brokerage, to the right team, around the right people than it was in 2020, 2021. For sure. Meanwhile, this uh, Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtor um, employee says she's been processing about 30 agent withdrawals a day. A day. So they're onboarding 120 new month, but that doesn't mean there isn't people exiting out the back door. 30 yeah. a day. What is that? 30 times? That's 900 a month? No, 30. What? Yeah, I guess that would be about that. Well, it's 30 times 30, 900. Yeah. Yeah, So so that'd be 900 a month that are leaving and they're only adding 120. This is Las Vegas Association. Love to know in the comments. I don't know, man. It sounds like they needed to if they're scrubbing that many people every month. I mean, holy shit. They needed to. It sounds like it sounds like the agents needed to be scrubbed is what my point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were only adding 300 a month. Now they're losing 900 a month. Las Vegas is a big city, so I don't know 300 a month. I don't know if that's a big number, small number. I don't love either. To, love to know in the comments if this is happening in, in your association right now where you're where you're losing more per month than you're gaining. Las Vegas is one of the leading indicators for home price appreciation in the U.S. Uh, housing market. We saw in 2008, obviously in the uh, recent buying frenzy, and right now in Las Vegas – uh, these agents are feeling the pain with mortgage purchase applications down 38% to a year ago. Okay. So I agree this Vegas, these indicators could be something that's coming in 2023 for the rest of the market. We know that right now Phoenix and Vegas are feeling it in a big way, not so much as, as the Northeast or other right. uh, parts of the country. Okay. Not a new thing for the real estate industry. So this, this is where we're going to get into this NARS historic report report from 1980 to 1981, the number of association members dropped by 66,283. It dropped another 77,587 from 81 to 82 before it started rising again. Okay. The decline from 2007 to 2012 brings the number of members down from 1.265 million to under a million, 999,000 mm-hmm. plus. The difference is 265,000 members during that period of it's time. It's so funny. And you and I were jumping in. I just jumped in in 10. (laughs) I got in in 12. So I got in at the very end of that. Mm -hmm. And we're likely to see a period of time that is opposite of what we saw the last two or three years where more agents are getting out Out. of the business than getting in. For sure. If you're you're getting in, who are you surrounding yourself with? 
what voices are you listening to? There's so many voices, especially online right now. Yeah. On last week's walkthrough, Zach Faust did a he, he was a guest and, and he said something that's very insightful. So many agents right now are trying to speak to other agents. They've been in the business one year, two years, three years. Yeah. And they sold 20, 30, 40 homes. What are they talking about? What right. are you talking about an agent with 50 homes sold when you're trying to educate other agents? What are the experts you're listening to if you're getting into this business right now? How much money do you have in the bank? And who are you surrounding yourself with? I'd encourage you to be joining the right team, the right brokerage and having money in the bank if you're starting this industry right now. It's a great opportunity to get in. When people are going the other way, like Warren Buffett says, when everybody's going one way, I want to go the other way, right? right? And I'm paraphrasing there a little bit, but that's what you should be doing and what you should, how you should be thinking about your career in real estate if you're getting into the market right now. If you're getting into it as a career right now, there's huge upside, huge opportunity. For you sure. can build a decade for yourself if you're around the right people and if you have a or runway. Or if you got in in the last you know, two, three years and you are maybe a single agent because it was so easy. Maybe it's the time for you to pivot to or like join a team or get to the right brokerage so that you do have a career and, um, and not just. What, what voices have you been listening to if you're a single agent and your numbers aren't where they, if your numbers aren't on track for Q1 and Q2 to be where they, where you want them to be, what activities are you doing every single day? You got to have self accountability. And then who are you listening to? So th- this isn't a racket. This is going to happen in mm-hmm. 2023 where well, the it's numbers happening. plummet. Yeah, it's it happening. is. It is happening. To, to Lawrence Young, PBD, and Christmas Point, it, it is happening. It is here. Make moves as if you were in the middle of the winter, not as if winter is coming. So make these moves quick. Okay, there's an Inman article, racket number two, that I want to get to, uh, where it talks about these lead conversion myths and facts. It's really important for all of us as we look for more listings. But before we get to that, speaking of looking for more listings, you got to check mm-hmm. out PropStream. Nicole, you and I have had multiple conversations about how not only can we get more listings, but how we can get more investments, whether they're flips or other investments in this market. How can we take advantage? And so we looked at a whole bunch of these different data solution softwares and PropStream we found was not only the best bang for the buck, but it had the best information. So you can try PropStream with the BAM link down below. You can get, you can make all these different smart lists where you you can curate a list of who's got full equity in their house, who owns 50% of the house, who's owned the home for over 20 years in your market. And then you can go market to those individuals for as little as 10 cents a contact. Check out PropStream with the link down below. Prop it, right? Prop yeah, it like prop it like it's hot. Is that yeah. what you're waiting for? Sorry. I was prop waiting it like for you to jump, Sorry, jump in I'm there. I'm here. I'm here. Add a little color to that. I'm here. Yep. All right. We're propping it. All right. This is a sponsored Inman post. Usually we wouldn't cover- Are you nervous? Spo- well, usually we wouldn't cover a sponsored- Usually the, the sponsored posts aren't aren't that great. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's just be well, this, this I think this would, what's really nice about this article though is it it's stimulating conversation, right? Yeah. I mean- I we, love this are, one. So- Yeah. We have to have conversations about it and I think it's important. Regardless of the fact that it's sponsored, we, we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Sundstrom from Real Geeks and Real Geeks is a- you know, a CRM. So they've got a lot of data. So I'm like, okay, this, this is, this is, uh, this is interesting. The conversation that, that mm-hmm. they put forward here. So which do you believe lead conversion myths and facts? Think, you know, the difference, you might be surprised at what lead gen beliefs are the real deal and which are old wives tales, o- old wives tales. I don't know. Is that, is that a uh, politically correct to know? Could you say uh, that? 
I, I, as of right now, but just give it a okay. few more months. And it, we it might may, have just gotten wives' tales you may, canceled. You may, you may just have. Yes, you get questioned Twitter, it. Get on Twitter and ask if that is an appropriate use uh -oh. of the English language. Wives' tales. Okay, myth number one. Fresh leads are better than old leads. Uh, going back and talking about that agent who's been in the business one, two, three years who wants to now all of a sudden educate other agents. Oh, you should only get all your business off of Instagram. Baloney. You should have 10 freaking lead pillars plus to generate leads from different different ways, different sources in your community, not just IG. And one of these one of these big myths I find with agents who are, who are far less experienced than ones who have been through 2012, who have been through even the 80s. And when you look all the way back at some of these uh, slumps in the market is they know a fresh lead is just as good as an old lead. Because listen, a fresh lead right now might be two or three years out. Right. While the old lead might be blossoming because they're two or three years old and they're ready to take action. Right. How many times has it been, Nicole, in your career where you talk to somebody initially and they didn't do a deal? They didn't they didn't transact in real estate. They they were just information gathering yep. in the beginning of their lead process. And then they did something two or three years down the road. Yeah, I think most of my leads are probably like that. Yeah. Because most leads, listen, if somebody's thinking about selling their house right now and, and say they're a boomer, they're thinking about downsizing, they may meet you at an open house right now, but they may not be ready to transact, put their house on the market for two years because guess what? They don't have to do anything. Their house is paid off. They're retired, but oh, their kids are not just out of college yet. So they want to do a couple more Thanksgivings at the house that they grew mm -hmm. up in before they move on. Right? right. Or they're naive to think that, oh, my kids are, they just graduated. They're going to be, they're going to be come, leaving the come nest. Back. Well, or they're going to be coming or back yeah. too. I mean, they're naive. A lot to of people both. are keeping, a lot of people are keeping their homes because they have to keep the room for the kid. Or, I mean, these poor kids that are 22 years old graduating from college and their parents already are, are thinking about grandkids too. <laughs> and when you don't have to do something, it also gives you the luxury of like moving slower. Right. 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 So yeah. there's a lot of situations you can look at. Maybe you get a new lead. They're very interested in buying their first home on the flip side, but then they've, they're faced with a decision. Haven't found a house yet. Interest rates keep rising. And I just renewed my lease for, for 12 months, right? right? Yep. And now they're locked in. They can't really do anything for the next 12 months. So uh, in this article, it says, in other words, your, your new lead could be an old lead in someone else's book. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's true. Oftentimes mm -hmm. when you get a lead, they're in eight to 10 other people's databases in your community. And it comes down to, are you following up enough times? Are you making a big enough impact? Are you adding enough value to that lead for you to be the one that they choose to reach back out to, right. even though that they're getting marketed to eight or 10 different ways. So that's myth number one. This is, um, th if you phrase it like this, fresh leads are better than old leads, then that would be a complete racket. Total racket. Myth number two, some leads, see, they go myths here. We, we go rackets. That's Well, that's, it's, so it's good. They didn't language. steal it. They didn't steal it. They did, so they didn't steal it yet. They didn't rip us off yet. Well, they could have and then sourced us, okay? You can always source us. As we do with all of these articles, we source them down in the show notes below if you're interested in uh, digging into myth number two, some leads and or lead sources are no good. Are leads ever no good? Uh, that's They're always good. <laughs> this is the they're silliest thing. Mm -hmm. The leads are bad. Blaming leads. There's Le never yeah. a bad lead. If someone's interested in your community, interested in your town, interested in your county, whether it's buying, selling, or investing, 
they've shown some interest. Your job as a leader in that space is to lead them, is to show them the information that they're lacking and create that relationship. The more relate, listen, the agents that do the most business have the most relationships, have the most conversations. It's that simple. Uh, so that's a racket. Myth number oh, three, God. calling frequently is a bad method to keep in touch while ringing up someone's phone seems like it might be, uh, may just provoke a lead to turn away from the business. Okay. That, that is, let's pause that. That's a story you're telling yourself in your own head of because course. the stats actually don't back that up. So it, it actually may produce the opposite effect. Research shows that calling a lead six or more times, we know the average agent reaches out two to three times to the average lead. So calling a lead six or more time connects you with over 90% of your contacts and 91% of leads who are contacted six or more times also mentioned that they would work with that specific agent. Stop quitting on a lead after two or three times. Stop telling yourself that they don't want you to keep reaching out. Think about how much you convert with sales professionals who reach out to you multiple times. I have so many instances in my life where I'm just pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off but I haven't told them to stop reaching out to me because I'm going to take action right. one, when I get around to it. I'm busy. Right. Right. Like, let's just face yep. it. We're busy people. Yeah. Keep reaching out. So you got to be, especially in this market, you have got to assert yourself. You've got to add value. You've got to keep following up. Listen, if they haven't told you to stop, keep doing it. Well, and again, it kind of leads into what we were talking about last year. I mean, uh, last episode too, especially in this in this market, you know, something that maybe used to just take you one hour will take you three. So <laughs> use those yeah, three hours. Yeah, I mean, use use the three hours to your advantage here. Touch touch the people that you haven't. We just had an agent on our team, what maybe a couple of weeks ago, saying that he was following up with these. They were expired calls, right? Yeah. For I think he said <laughs> two years, and then. This past year was the third year and like he eight quit of them on. listed. He quit and eight of them listed in that third year. Not, and that's what's saying here too. It's a 36 month month cycle. So not only did those eight leads list this year, they all sold and they closed. All sold. Yeah. Those yep. were those were not only eight sales, but eight past clients that you lose when you don't mm -hmm. follow up. That's mm -hmm. eight referral opportunities, eight chances to get more buyers at open houses and direct contacts through those listings. When you don't follow up, you're letting them down because you likely as a professional agent listening to this pod could have made them more money. And you also are hurting the lifetime value of your business by right. not following up. Dramatic mistake for that agent. Love that he shared the fact yep. with, the, with that with the entire team so everybody could learn from that. Uh, because everybody needs that reminder. Everybody needs a reminder of like, hey, follow up where's where's the the money is. All right. Right. All right. Left, middle, right. These are Ready? the uh, head headlines of politics that every agent, real estate entrepreneur needs to know right now for their business. What are they? So we have two articles here pretty much chatting about the same thing um, from The Block and Realtor Magazine. FTX spent $74 million on real estate in the Bahamas this year. And then with, you want me to do both at the same time here? Yeah, just read, read them both because they tie into okay. each other. Um, and then Real Estate Magazine, after collapse, does cryptocurrency still hold promise for real yeah. estate? So FTX was this, did, you must have heard about this at some point this week, Nicole. Of this course, FTX scandal. Yes. Okay, right, yep. good. Because I'm yep. like, I know every time the crypto stuff comes up and I'm, I am zero. I glaze over. I heard, and again, this may be rumors. Um, was Tom Brady affiliated with this in some way? Yeah. Oh, so many big names. Tom okay. Brady was affiliated. Okay. There was huge, huge, yeah. huge names okay. affiliated with this FTX. Yeah. 
I don't have them all top of the head, but you could Google. I mean, Tom Brady was just one of many. I mean, they had their FTX had their name on the uh, Miami Heat Stadium, multiple stadiums. I mean, they were everywhere. Yeah. And I am I am a zero percent crypto expert. Okay, I've said that in the past. I'm probably negative. You. I've no. I'm I'm watching it from afar, because it's it's there's there's value in the technology of blockchain and you know cryptocurrencies not all of them certain ones and and this whole nft thing that gary v likes to talk about so i i don't want to be you know the old guy who doesn't want to learn new technology i want to look from afar but i'm not an expert okay so ftx spent uh so basically ftx was this um this platform where you could go and and buy cryptocurrency and store your cryptocurrency so think of it as like the Robin Hood for stocks or, right. or the fidelity for your for your stock portfolio. Okay. So FTX spent the past year buying up residential property around its headquarters in the Bahamas. They were HQ'd in the Bahamas. FTX is known for it. Uh, it's unique communal setup on the Caribbean island where teammates work and live side by side. All right. So crypto, uh, this crypto exchange, which is now bankrupt, and that's where you probably heard about them this this week. They um they went bankrupt by basically taking like if you went and bought block uh, Bitcoin, Nicole, on FTX, yep. they went and took your money and they funneled it into this other business that they had, w- which is now also bankrupt, which was basically, you know, a, a venture capital fund. Okay, right. so both of these companies are bankrupt and they were stealing money from people and spending it whichever way they wanted to do, like. Uh, Coinbase, they hold, they're, they're regulated and they're public traded companies. So they, if, if you put a dollar in, they've got to hold that dollar in Bitcoin. You put a dollar in Bitcoin, they got to hold it. This company wasn't doing it. They were holding like, like 10% of people's money and the rest of it spent. Basically, the, these scam artists, this is like Bernie Madoff type of stuff here that these FTX guys did. Basically, they took this money and they went on a $74 million spending spree Sam Bankman Freed is the guy that that uh, ran FTX on real estate in the Bahamas. The point I want to make about it is it is a friendly reminder to everybody who tells you that like, oh, traditional real estate, it, it is such a bad investment. You know, it, people are going to be buying homes on the metaverse someday and all this kind of crap. And yeah, yeah, that, that has happened and it will happen in the future. But even the biggest proponent, the biggest scam artist in the crypto space, what do they do the minute they get somebody else's money that this guy in particular stole? What do they? What does anybody do the minute they get money, Nicole? Spend it. Yeah, on real real estate. Yeah. I, he didn't go on a spending spree in the metaverse. He went on a spending <laughs> spree it, buying up real real estate in the Bahamas. This is what, no matter what happens, when people get money, they're going to buy something real that they can live in, that they can work in, that they can Airbnb, that they can do stuff in, no matter what. And you can name all of these entrepreneurs that said, oh, I would never buy real estate. They're all living in fancy, you know, whether they're renting that apartment, they're all They probably have multiple, multiple, multiple fancy, stops. yeah. They're all utilizing real estate. So everybody that wants to tell you in 2023, 2024, the Fed, whoever, how bad real estate is, just remind yourself the first thing anybody does when they get money, they go and buy some of it. And that is never, ever going to go away unless you can stop rain, wind, snow, sleet, hurricanes from happening. People are going to need shelter. Nobody wants to sleep on the curb. And real estate is always going to be 
a viable asset class, probably one of the most viable asset classes forever and always. The second article they talk about is after collapses, cryptocurrency still hold promise for real estate. The, the stat that blew me away in here, Nicole, that uh, I, I had to just bring to everybody's attention mm -hmm. is that millennials, I'm trying to find it now. It's uh, It's in here somewhere. Maybe it was in a different article. I apologize. Uh, okay, no, here it is. While crypto transactions remain relatively uncommon, 12% of millennial homebuyers sold cryptocurrency to fund their down payments in 2021, according to Redfin data. That, that's mind-blowing. So the millennials are going to be the people that you're doing deals with two, three, four, five times over the course of your career if you're going to be in it for 10, 20 years, right? And mm -hmm. the fact that 12% of millennial homebuyers last year sold crypto to fund their down payment means that, hey, there, there are generations that believe in this cryptocurrency. It's not going anywhere. I got caught up in, in the craze the last couple of years of just buying some. I, I just like, I didn't buy a lot. I didn't go crazy. I didn't do anything dramatic here. You know, I, I bought a little, maybe like fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of uh, crypto, Bitcoin and and. Uh, and the other one, ETH specifically, but just because I want to learn, I want to know about right. it because I don't believe it's going anywhere. I believe it, it is going to have a huge, huge crash over the next couple of years. Like we're already so do you seeing. Own it or do you sell yours? Have you sold yours? No, I'm just holding it because I'm hanging I, on I mean, to it. You don't yeah, need the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just hanging on to it like this, like stocks that have all, you know, crapped the bed as well. And, mm -hmm. and I'm continuing to take a little bit of time and try to be educated because I do not want to be that person that said, oh, I'll never have a cell phone. And now, you know, they have iPhone 14 or 16, right. or whatever it's up mm -hmm. to. Right. And then they have the watch that it, yeah. yeah they've got the watch. My wife All just asked, my wife just said for Christmas, she wants to watch. My husband actually said the same thing. You know why? <clears throat> well, he doesn't want to. He needs we... it. He needs it. He's a school teacher because he can't have his phone out in his hand. Well, no, watch. that's not why he wants it. He has a friend that actually it saved his life because it was monitoring really? his heart. Oh, yeah. It was monitoring his heart and he was in okay, was so that's D like defib or whatever. And now he's like, Nicole, I need I need this life saving device. So that's like my aura ring, which I will not be wearing next week on vacation because I when I when I drink my. Yeah. Your heart, heart rate, rate goes, goes up, up, but I don't even want to see the data. So I feel like it's good. That means you're burning the calorie. Yeah, and I don't want to lose it, so I'm not bringing <laughs> it. And by the way, this brings us to next week. Yes. The real world's taking a break next week, Thanksgiving week. How do you Nicole, feel about what, it? What are you thankful for? I want to know. What I what am I thankful for? I'm not yeah. thankful for anything this moment except this wow. water next wow. to me because I have a tickle in my throat. But what a miserable this comment that is. <laughs> No, I'm thankful for really we're doing this like this. I feel like I'm just thankful for everything. Um, I mean, you gotta, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, right, well, you thankful I, for me, Byron? I'm certainly thankful for you. Yeah. And uh, 248 episodes. We're going to take a break next week. We're going to come back 249. We're going to, we're going to do split screen like this. And then 250, yep. we're going to be together. We're together. So we're together. So we're using the Thanksgiving excuse to take a week off so we can line up 250 to be in person. Uh, although listen, stay subscribed to BAM because if there's breaking news, I will break it. Even if I've got to do it from vacation. Um, you know, if, if you, you gave the example of Zillow buys Domino's in the comments, do you think Zillow has any chance of buying Domino's in the next week?
like the mm. pizza place. That's what you. That wasn't you me. Said. That was Bobby. Oh, that Bobby. was Bobby. Okay. Bobby I, said. I should have known like, better. Zillow's You're right. Buying. You pizza you wouldn't hut. say something that silly. That no. so Bobby, our our video producer, said something like that. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't me. Really appreciate you guys. Thankful for everybody who's been following along for this sure. pod. Very love to much so. As we lead up to 250, love to know how long you've been following the pod below. Consider subscribing to Bam Nicole. Appreciate you. Appreciate we'll see you guys next week. Keep it real. Keep it real. No, we won't see you next week. We'll see you the week after. Two weeks.